baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning. Thanks for being with me. Brian Mazurowski here on WBEN taking you through the next hour here on a fun Wednesday for you. Getting you over the hump in the middle of the week. Trying to uh, get you trying to get you past it at least and uh, into the back half of the week. Again, thanks so much for being with me. I got you know, I... A burning question on my mind before we really get into it today. And this was brought up by something that I was reading. You know, uh, people going back and forth on the internet. And they were asking a, a question uh, about, you know, what tastes better, a little bit burnt. And I don't know, it brought up this question in my head. of Can you call something burnt, if something tastes better burnt... Or is supposed to be quote unquote burnt. Can you really call it burnt? Right? Like, if you're making a brisket and the outside, I mean, it gets so well cooked that it's crusty. I mean, they, they'll call them burnt ends, right? Of like a brisket or something like that, or uh, even ribs. But can it really be burnt if you're doing it on purpose? Like, isn't burnt overheating something to where it's almost like a mistake? Like, oh, I burnt it. It's not like, yes, I burnt it, and that's how it's supposed to be. Like, if you want to cook it so it's crispy and black on the outside, and that's how you get a better taste out, like, you know, what tastes better? Vegetables. A lot of vegetables, if you cook them, you know, you steam vegetables, eh, whatever. It's a vegetables a lot of times taste better a little bit burnt like the, the ends of asparagus and you purposefully cook them that way. But can I can I really say I burnt the asparagus if that's how it's supposed to be done? Or like the burnt ends or like a corn if you put corn on the uh, grill and it gets all black on the husk? Someone says that would be called charred. And I would agree with that, but they're all they're called burnt ends. For a reason. Someone else says it's called bark. But I uh, colloquially col- am I getting tongue tied here? I most people say it's burnt. John, you're on WBEN. If you're trying to burn something if something tastes better 
Like you're making a hot dog, a Salem's hot dog on the grill, and people like them well done. Can you say you burnt it? I hear people in line at Ted's all the time say, burn it. Right. You're not really burning it if you mean to. No, you, you're really just broiling it properly. But my comment is, okay, I, I haven't worked in a long time. I'm retired. But when I worked, it was peanut butter and jelly sandwich in a brown paper bag. And it's like, if that becomes unaffordable, what do these people do? Wow. I mean, John, thank you for the call. It is amazing where the minds of my listeners go just off a simple question. You know, how we can go from burnt ends to affording a brown paper bag of peanut butter and jelly, which, by the way, I will say remains so affordable with the gluttony of options you have for both peanut butter and jelly and bread, I will say. The brown paper bag might be the most expensive part of that whole meal. Have you ever burnt a peanut butter and jelly? I have. I used to like to toast it all the time because I will, you get the real peanut butter. My peanut butter, there's one rule. If there's peanut butter in my house, there's one ingredient on the label, peanuts, nothing else. Maybe I'll, if I can't find it, I'll do peanuts and then salt. But that's it. You have to put that in the fridge or else it just it's a mess every time you go. But then it's hard to spread. So you toast your bread, spread the peanut butter on it becomes me- oh, it's delicious. And I've I've burnt PB&J before. I'm not I'm sh- burnt to a point, actually burnt where it comes out of the toaster. I'm like, I I ruined this piece of bread. I cannot eat it. Here you go, dogs. It's your lucky day. Someone's saying if you glamorize it, you can charge more. Burnt. If you turn it burnt trademark, can you do that? Turn it into a clothing line, uh, uh, line and, you know, make it really your, that's your whole business, burnt. It's like all lowercase levels, burnt. You put that in neon letters on the side of a building, and that's your trendy hit restaurant. That's your place to go for lunch for everyone returning to work downtown. Welcome to Burnt, where everything's a little uh, charred and crispy on the end. No uh, rare here. Only burnt. Whatever it is on the menu. Grilled cheese? Burnt. Which that's, by the way, the best. Burnt uh, cheese on the, just on the edges of your uh, grilled cheese sandwich. That's why I like it. Burnt bacon, you can burn bacon. That's burnt. When you burn bacon, I like my bacon nice and crispy, but then, I mean, there's a fine line. You got like 30 seconds to take that out. Or it's to the dogs once again. Then someone says if you burn bread, you just scrape the burned off. And then what? You just got like the... It's just the bread underneath, warm half bread, a warm half slice. <laughs> I don't, I don't know about that. I don't know. And someone says if you call it burnt, people might uh, mistake it for a weed shop. More foot traffic. <laughs> you're stumbled upon a great business idea. If you're a listener, you got it here first. 
Anyways, just something that's on my mind this morning. I, I think we're, you know, it's just the use of words. A constant theme on this show. Words have completely lost their meaning in our language. Um, and we'll, uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll investigate further into there. But no, that's, uh, burnt isn't what I want to um, focus on today. Some people like their pizza burnt, by the way. I'm eh, not so much. If you if you got a cheesy pizza and you burn it, no, it just ruins it to me. Overcooked, yes. Burnt, no. There's a difference. There's a difference. <laughs> I'm not crazy. Just talking here. Uh, anyways, I uh, I cannot take my head off of this week, and I've been you know wondering when do we do this show? When do we do this show? I know it's going to happen this week. And I feel like you, you got to do it today. 803-0930 if you want to join me throughout the uh, morning. Some of you have already uh, f- figured that out. We here in Western New York, for the most part, not everybody, but collectively are sleepwalking toward one of the biggest development deals in the region's history. The new Bills Stadium deal. Now, that's not to say we haven't talked about it. We haven't focused on it. Um, we haven't, you know, realized that it exists. But the Bills Stadium deal, for the most part, how has that gone? Since... August, September, when this uh, really sprung into the headlines. For the most part, what, what happened? We heard that, okay, it's coming soon. It's on the way. It needs to happen. It's coming soon. And then we heard, oh, it's basically done. And we learned... In, in between that, not too much. I have no idea how we got from point A to point B. All of that was behind closed doors. But we've just kind of walked into this. So, oh, new stadium deal. Oh, are we going to begin thinking about this? And then we were kind of told, you know, slowly but surely, well, it's going to get done. It basically is done. It's no problem. And then, you know, we heard the mayor this morning. I'm happy to say, you know, great news that the Bills are going to be staying in uh, western New York. Like, I, I mean, the deal is basically done. And, and I want to know, you know, what has happened in all this time? I, I mean, we are on the cusp of an announcement, which is why I was kind of, whole, you know, wondering when do we do this show. We're on the cusp of some sort of announcement during this time period, since August, September, uh, when this first started happening, has your opinion changed at all on the issue, on any aspect of it? Has your opinion changed at all? Uh, the biggest piece of this whole idea was the idea of publicly funding a stadium for a private entity is, you know, boo, that's bad. Which I, I generally agree. It's not great but that's how the nfl played us a long time ago it's where we are now and kind of what it takes to work in the league Uh, governor hochel here on friday told reporters she expects a deal to be reached in time to include 
in the state budget that's due April 1st in just a couple of weeks. The Bills hope an agreement is announced a couple days before then in time for the NFL's owners uh, meeting so they can vote on that proposal. Uh, That meeting begins March 27th. And we know that it's estimated to cost over a billion dollars and about a billion dollars is going to be picked up by the state. All of this happened, you know, where were we? That's why I'm sleepwalking toward this deal. It seems like it's just, it was a foregone conclusion. Which I'm not saying is good or bad right here, but is that really what we wanted? Now, on some of these, uh, this idea of publicly funding a stadium, I, I'll tell you where I stand on this idea as we kind of go through some of the facts. Uh, the governor was asked about it on Friday while she was in Western New York, of course. She was asked, and I love this question, because this is the question that, listen, a lot of people are rightfully asking, but it just kind of shows the lack of knowledge of just you know, how big New York State is and how big the budget is. She was asked whether or not the state would be able to support the cost of a stadium through the state's budget. She said, this is her quote, we'll be able to find the resources in the budget. She answered that pretty quickly. Why? Well, you know, it it would stand to reason. It's not an unreasonable question. We're talking about maybe a billion dollars being picked up by the state to pay toward a new football stadium. But when you factor in the state budget for this proposed budget year alone is $216.3 billion, uh, maybe it becomes a little more <laughs> uh, acceptable, a, a, a little less perplexing that you can find some wiggle room to include an entirely new football stadium in a budget in just a few weeks' time. $216.3 billion. That means the Bills Stadium, one of the most talked about issues in western New York for decades, would make up about less than... 0.5% of one year's state budget. Someone's texting in uh, saying, "Uh, Brian, you act as though it's your money. Oh, it kind of is. Some of it, at least. Now, that proposed budget, what's in the proposed budget? How can we make room for a stadium? What's in the, the budget? Well, the proposed budget, I mean, we're hearing more and more. We, we got the full rundown uh, over a month ago from the governor, but she's been around the state showing off different things that are included in the budget. Uh, just this past week, the proposed budget includes $100 million to fully fund and design the creation of the Inner Loop North Transformation Project that's in the Rochester area. Um, $100 million 
no one really paid much attention to it. Uh, Much less than a billion dollars, obviously, but still, $12.5 million from the state is going to be used to support needed upgrades to Frontier Field in Rochester. That's the home of the Rochester Red Wings baseball team. They're our version of the, their version of the Bisons. Twelve and a half million dollars that you know comes and goes. It's just a, another line in that budget. Uh, in Monroe County, the Seneca Park Zoo undergoing a, a pretty big overhaul. Forty-two and a half million dollars will be used to uh, finish implementing the visitor experience enhancements. So, I mean, this money gets thrown around. Again, it's not a billion dollars, but, you know, hey, $42 million here, 12 there, $100 million here. That's starting to add up a little bit. All in the Rochester area, all, you know, uh, kind of uh, paraded through western New York over the last week, and nobody really seems to pay that much attention to it. Or how about this one? This one, you would have to go back to the budget announcement from the governor. To find this, it, it, it's not all in this budget. I mean, and th- all this money is not in this year's, but over five years, a $25 billion five year housing plan to create and preserve 100,000 affordable homes. $25 billion with a B dollars over five years for a housing plan to create and preserve 100,000 affordable homes. Affordable housing, I think that's uh, certainly a goal. Um, if you want to break that down, though, $25 billion, 100,000 affordable homes, that uh, equates to about $250,000 per unit, which maybe I have a different idea of affordable home, but I know the real estate market is crazy nowadays. So $250,000 per unit of affordable housing in that budget. So, I mean, all this goes to show that the state budget is huge. So why can we be so certain and cocky about talking about, well, a stadium inside the state budget? Not that big of a deal. We're not that concerned. It can get done before the budget is due in, hmm, let's check, less than a month. Because it is, I mean, I don't want to make it out to seem like a drop in a hat, but comparatively, maybe it kind of is. Now, that doesn't answer all of our questions. There's still much more to get to here. I spent too much time talking about toast. But we'll continue more on, you know, how have I gone to view this stadium discussion, even with the lack of discussion over the past six months? And you can weigh into 809, uh, or excuse me, 8030930 on BMES and Beamer on WBEN. Welcome back. Brian Mazarowski here with you for uh, the next half hour or so. We are talking about the stadium uh, deal which we're expecting an announcement any day now that there's an agreement in place for a new home for the Buffalo Bills to stay in Buffalo, or at least Western New York, Orchard Park, for the foreseeable future, for a generation to come. And how we've kind of been sleepwalking toward what I think is one of the biggest development deals in Western New York history. 
uh, which is a little bit different than having it sprung on you, right? I mean, I was there when Andrew Cuomo was in town announcing uh, we're going to give just about a billion dollars to build a huge facility in South Buffalo for Solar City, which eventually became, you know, partly Panasonic and eventually just became all Tesla. I, I mean, and then, you know, all the problems behind that deal that resulted in some people facing some federal prison time. It's a little bit different than that. Sprung on you as a surprise announcement. Surprise! Here's a billion dollars to build this. Uh, it's not quite that, but it is almost just as much behind closed doors. And I'm just wondering if anyone since August, September, if their their minds have changed on this issue at all. I think mine has a little bit. My ideas have shifted because I generally am like a lot of people. I start with this idea, right, of publicly funding a stadium for a private entity is not great. <laughs> it, it just it, it doesn't on the surface make sense to give a billion dollars to a private company to – build a facility for their own use when they're making a ton of money, you know, why? Uh, I was kind of quick, though, to move on past that point because I I feel like asking the why, while it is a good question and while I I will kind of stand by the core belief of that I at some point it becomes just a futile effort almost a waste of time because that's how the NFL has played us for so long that's how it works they've developed this system where especially in smaller medium to smaller size markets if you want to be in the NFL you are going to have to have the community pony up to keep the team there. And really, that is what the argument is about. It's not so much about giving a billion dollars to build a stadium. It's about giving a billion dollars to keep the Buffalo Bills. And, you know, it doesn't sit well with me, but I do try and, okay, well, how can I wrap my head around this from the other side of things? If this is how it works, because it is, you know, how does it make sense? How can you craft this from the other side to not sound ridiculous? And then you kind of start going into it. You know, what what are the financial impacts of building the stadium? Because you hear so often, oh, it's a raw deal. And it's all coming from that same starting point, right? That giving a private company all this money to build a stadium, that's just a bad idea. And you hear, oh, it's a raw deal. You never see the financial impact of it. Well, is that actually true? Many of those arguments focus on ancillary development, which I don't really see as being all that critical, you know, to it. You know, things popping up around a stadium. So often, uh, people point to the Berkeley study that was done now over a decade ago, I believe. 
as to why you know you should never give public money to build a sports stadium. And it focuses on that stadium instead of team, which is really what we're talking. We're talking about keeping the bills in Buffalo. We're not necessarily talking about the stadium itself. It's keeping the bills in Buffalo. Uh, but, you know, even focusing on ancillary development, per the study commissioned by the state, it's not expected that a new or renovated stadium, either in Orchard Park or in Buffalo, would significantly change real estate development trends. But that's okay. Because also from the study commissioned by the state, the presence of the bills, and this is where my head starts to turn a little bit, right, and embrace the idea of giving money for a stadium. The presence of the bills is estimated to generate approximately $27 million in net new total fiscal impacts for the city, county, and state every year. That's for the study commissioned by the state. Personal income tax primarily related to the bill's team payroll is the largest single fiscal revenue source. Generates about $19.5 million per year for the state of New York. Now, if you assume a 30-year lifespan on a stadium... And let's say that, you know, $27 million in fiscal impacts per year never changes. It will. We'll get to that in a moment. That's an eventual return over that lifespan of a stadium of $810 million. Put that against your billion. I mean, that's not great. No financial advisor would tell you to do that. But compared to some of the other things we talked about, I that's not bad. That's not exactly sinking your money. That's not... Uh, raw deal, as so many people put it. And the thing about that, uh, you know, that's assuming that the financial impact never changes. That tax on payroll is only going to go up. The NFL salary cap for this upcoming year is going to be $208 million. That's up from $182 million this past year. And the cap's going to continue to climb in future years as the NFL gets money from its new television deals that were signed last summer that come into play in 2023. So the impact on the state is going to go up and up and up to where the point where over the lifespan of a stadium, maybe you actually do make your money back over time. And that's just in the measurables. You know, all those millionaires who are gonna be playing here, they buy houses, they spend money in Western New York. Every business that sells anything, bills or the uh, not trademarked Buffalo football, right? Bars on game day. Just think of all the red, white, and blue you saw in January. That wasn't celebrating the inauguration. No, that was for the Buffalo Pills. All of that is a little bit of financial impact from the team that's spread out through the community. Selfishly, I'll think about my job. I certainly wouldn't be here for an hour talking to you about a Bills stadium if we didn't have the Bills, right? 
I'd be talking about burnt toast. And how long would my show last then? And all this is from the state report. There's other non-quantifiable factors that directly affect local residents and businesses about having a football team here in Buffalo. It serves as a significant component, this is reading from the report, of the region's collective position as a tourist destination, which indirectly supports associated visitation at other localities in the region. Now, we might scoff at that, but we asked Pat Kaler of Visit Buffalo Niagara, the tourism agency for the Buffalo area. He told us he couldn't even begin to quantify the exposure value that the bills give the Buffalo area. He would never be able to buy with his budget the exposure that the Bills get just by being in the NFL and being in Buffalo. And then on top of all this is something I've tried to argue for for some time, and I have economists, you know, we have Jill on money here. She laughs at me when I say it, but you know what? The happiness factor is a real thing. And I look at this in two ways. One, I, there is an emotional connection to the Bills. You can't doubt that, and no one really tries to. There is It impacts quality of life in Western New York. I do believe it. There is something about December, the past couple of years, the Bills are good, they're heading to the playoffs. There's something different in the air that makes it a little bit more of a pleasant place to live. And there's part two of the happiness factor, which is how many other things does the government spend money on that actually bring me happiness? I could be sitting here in silence, racking my brain for a long time. I mean, there's paved roads, hospitals, infrastructure. But all the programs that are included in that budget, which, by the way, if you missed the first part of the show, $216.3 billion this year. How many things can the state spend money that would bring you the happiness that the bills would? Uh, Quite frankly, that's how the NFL played all of us in communities all across the U.S. By saying, look at what we mean to your community. What else are you going to spend money on? that people are going to have this reaction to aside from us. And it worked for the NFL. All of this goes to the point that, no, the idea of giving a wealthy company money to build their facility isn't ideal. But in terms of an economic investment by the state, I have come around to the fact that compared to a lot of other things, it's not that bad. And again, it's not ideal comparisons, but this money, if not spent on a stadium, we can't pretend that it's just coming back to us. And we can't pretend that it's going to be spent on something else better. It will probably be spent on something else that, I don't know, might not go down the drain. Look at L.A. They're spending up to $837,000 to house a single homeless person. I mean, that's how the government spends money. What do you think? Has your mind changed? 803-0930. We'll go to Dave. Dave's in South Buffalo. Dave, thanks for uh, waiting with us. Uh, Has your mind changed on the stadium topic at all in the last six months? 
No, but yours has. I mean, I've laid a lot out there now, but how so? How do you think my tone has changed? Well, I called you a couple, well, many months ago, and um, and I was saying that we should that we shouldn't be paying uh, for a stadium when these are million, millionaires and billionaires who can afford it for themselves. And you were arguing against that point. Well, well, I I will tell you two things to that, Dave. On principle, I agree with you. Thank you. In what we, you know, the construct of reality that we live in, <laughs> I I don't know if I do anymore. I would say, and that's how my position has changed, where I've gone from a completely principled position on this to a more realistic one of living in a flawed but very real reality. Does that make sense? Well, you know, I told you there is a book called uh, Major League Losers, which uh, you might be interested in reading. And, it, and it's, all about the, it's all about how um, we've been screwed over. <laughs> okay, but how so? You, I, 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 I hear that so much, you know, and it gets thrown out. And it's not just about the stadium, Dave. It's about everything, and you just point to the last two years. Uh, where I hear people say, studies show this is a terrible idea. Studies say this, you know, blah, blah, blah says that. But what? It, no one ever actually reads these studies. They just say, oh, studies show. I read the headline on that study. Uh, no one ever actually dives through this. I mean, what specifically does it say that, you know, points out that this is a terrible deal for taxpayers in a certain area? Well, we're just paying for... Um, for for the politicians and uh, people can afford it to to have their own private luxury boxes and the politicians you know look down on the people when they're in their heated boxes and they and they laugh at the the people for uh, paying for their little um, heated box. All right, Dave. I mean, you know, I understand again the principled point, but. I, I guess what I'm trying to make of this here is I have kind of come around to this idea of, all right, if we are going to spend money as a community, which we are, as a collective community, if we are going to put forward a ton of money, and again, it is a ton of money comparatively to everything else in the state budget year to year, it's not a ton of money, it's less than half a percent of the state budget overall. But if we're going to put this money, I, I, again, I don't agree with it on principle, but going through everything that I just did, the actual financial impact of having a football team here, you might say it washes out the investment, maybe even gets a little bit of money back over time. And that's just in the measurable financial impact. There is a far greater impact that we can't really measure that might cause you to say that this actually was a decent investment from the state. And then there is the not perfect fact, the fact that nobody likes, that I keep coming down to, and uh, you might say that I've resigned myself, and I would agree, 
that I have resigned myself to the fact that this is, in an ideal world, you'd say, listen, we shouldn't be giving this money to state. Let's keep the money for ourselves. And that's what would happen. And taxes would be lowered. And NFL or NHL or NBA or baseball or whatever, teams, if they wanted to build the biggest facility or the smallest facility, they would do so at their own discretion and on their own bill. And sure, that would be great. But this money, we can't pretend that by not spending it on a stadium that we're just going to do so many other great things with it that are going to make life in Western New York better. Because I don't buy that for a second. One, the money, if it's not spent on the stadium, you're not getting it back. I'm not going to see bills leaving rebate on my tax return next year if that's what it happens. It will go into some or other program. And do you have the faith that it's going to do a world of good? I would say maybe if you said, All right, we're not spending this money on the stadium, but we earmarked it only for new pavement for roads and we're just going to repave roads. And here's an extra billion dollars that is strictly going to be used for the raw materials to repave roads in Western New York. I, then I would say, you know, all right, maybe all right, you've done it. I mean, that's you've done a good idea there. But that's not happening. Instead, what you're going to do is you're going to get things like uh, this. I mean, $25 billion over five years to create and preserve 100,000 affordable homes. Now, listen, that's a great goal, 100,000 affordable homes. But $250,000 per unit, because that's what it boils down to, $25 billion to 100000 equals 250000 per unit. I, don't, I wouldn't say that's an affordable home price. I mean, to, to be fair, it's nothing like in L.A. where they're spending $837,000 to house a single homeless person. But those figures kind of illustrate the waste that might exist <laughs> if it's not going to a stadium, which... Again, my biggest factor comes down to the happiness factor. There is something to be said for spending money, having you know tax dollars be spent on something that actually makes you happy. You don't get that a lot. I, the bills, you actually do get that. Right, thanks for hanging out with me here. I... Tomorrow I might might do boo, hiss, cheer, or neither. Might be the topic of tomorrow's show. Uh, if you're hanging out with me here, hey, thanks uh, for being with me. I'll be back tomorrow. Be Mazin Beamer on WBEN. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.